Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Triple J podcast. I'm joined with myself, Jake Beer, and Jack. And also we've got a special guest, which is my other half, Sophie Cash. Sophie, introduce yourself. Hi. There we go. So in today's podcast, we're going to be covering social occasions. We're going to be covering birthdays, bottomless brunches, beers, how to manage it, and principles that you can apply to hopefully manage those occasions and still get the results that you want. But before we dive in, our fact for this podcast is in Sesame Street, the Cookie Monsters cookies are actually rice cakes and that have just been painted painted on. Guys, what do you think of that? Criminal, isn't it? Criminal. That's, it, what's it called? It's a boycott it. Let's boycott it now. <laughs> Let's boycott Sesame Street. They're not real cookies. Yeah, I know. I felt betrayed, really. That's my whole childhood, just like broken up and crumbled like rice cakes. <laughs> it's, it's just so, because just rice cakes are just the most boring food out there. It just seems just... Have you tried the um, the caramel, the salted caramel ones are decent, though? Yes, what brand? Yes. Where from? Snacker Jacks or whatever. Like, Snack whichever. Oh, M&S ones do salted caramel ones. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really good. Try them. Epic. And then fun fact for you, if you turn the chocolate rice cakes upside down, they're more chocolatey. There we go. Mm. That makes no logical sense. It makes no cakes. statistical sense, but I guess from the taste buds have contact with the chocolate, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. To be fair, another fact, I, f- I can't think where I heard it, but taste is 80% smell, 20% actually in kind of like your mouth and digesting it as such. I guess like that because you start producing amylase as soon as you smell something rather than mm. without having because to there's a it. um there's a company that does these kind of scent pods as such and it's like a water bottle and they do like pineapple orange all that kind of stuff but instead of drinking like squash it is literally just water but it tastes like pineapple juice or orange squash yeah. because of, of the, the smell. smell that's mad it's I get it damn. Like that, that's but that's just crazy, isn't it? I think it's called Air Up. If anybody yes, wants yeah, to look we at it, it didn't we? yeah, cool. So you, when you're missed in the midst of the diets, so you're like, oh, this is quite tempting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every calorie counts. Even squash is like five calories. That's <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> oh dear. Cool. Let's get straight into this. So birthdays, bottomless brunches, and beers. We're going to dive in with some basic principles to follow when going out for social occasions. So I'll hand over to Jake first, because I know he wants to talk about this tonight as well on his Instagram. Yeah, well, first we've obviously got out of the way that uh, it's your birthday. So happy birthday for that. Happy birthday, big um, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, and in terms of this is, yeah, obviously the topic of conversation was more for uh, special events. So we're going to be, shall I talk about obviously banking calories in the process? Yeah, let's go in like, we can talk about birthdays in a bit, but let's just go regular Saturday night, what can we do? Bagging calories, like that's that's probably the best that you can do. Like the the worst thing that anybody can do is going in without a plan or any structure. Um, oh, I had a little bit less than I had before. A common thing that people say. Oh, I normally used to have ten drinks, but this time I had eight, but I still was pissed. These are just things that are just not going to help you with your um, your weight loss results. So the best thing that you can do is banking your calories. The best way to look at it is like your finances. You obviously get a certain amount of money a month. And you ain't going to spend any more than that because you ain't got the money to spend. So, and it's also looking at it like a holiday. So when you go on holiday, what do you do? You and your partner or you and yourself will save money up until that day or that, that like in three months time, you're going to save and put money aside. 
to then have that money to spend. So what that requires you to do is to have less money spent up until that holiday. So let's just reverse that into kind of the food side of things. Look at your week. You're going to have less food between Monday to Saturday and then have more food to have on the Sunday. What people don't realize is they still need to be structured. So the way to look at it is your calories from a weekly total. So, oh, I'm in a calorie deficit. Okay, my calorie deficit is 2,000 calories. So your weekly total would be 14,000. A bit of maths here, so you've got to keep up with me. But yeah, 14,000 is actually your weekly total. So then what you're going to do is have less calories from Monday to Saturday. 100 calories less would be 1,900. Then you've just saved yourself 600 calories, or in terms of money, you've saved yourself 600 pounds for a holiday. But you've saved yourself 600 calories to have for that event and have for that drinks out and, um, and whatever you may be. But it's 600 calories. It's not a day off. It doesn't mean you can go and eat what you want. It doesn't mean you can drink what you want because what you will tend to do, which most people do, is that they'll go over their 1,400 or their, sorry, 14,000 calorie weekly total, which means they won't be in a calorie deficit, which means that they won't lose weight. So banking calories is what you need to do, in my personal opinion. Love that. And, and from gonna... a week standpoint, right? As in like from like, like Monday to Saturday, save those extra calories to then be used in, on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was going to hand over to Jack. Like, so obviously there's a couple of methods of doing that as such. Obviously you can kind of intermittent fast for the day and just focus on protein and veggies. And then obviously you can do the weekly kind of saving up of calories. In like your opinion, Jack, like what do you use with your clients? What do you use yourself? Um, I used to be of the approach of like, of like saving calories Monday to Friday so that people can use them either on a Saturday or Sunday. I think that, depending on the person's situation and how much of a social person they are and how much they value that as their identity depends on whether I would use it with somebody or not. I feel that a lot of people would then not know how to move away from that approach. And therefore that's the only approach they have dieting or living their life going forward from that. So I normally take the approach of normally eating as normal. And then as you said, move into like intermittent fasting on the actual day of the event. So on the day of the event, it's proteins, fruits, and veggies pretty much up till the event. Big hit of protein before they actually go to whatever they're up to. A planned meal, so like researching where they're going. I think that that's what it comes down to. Like everything we've always discussed has come down to having a plan. And if you don't have a plan, you, you don't know what you're going to do and you're going to mess up. It's almost as simple as that. So I think one of the biggest things is researching where you're going and then making smart choices based on that. Yeah, 100%. And I just wanted to kind of add like something that I do with my team is I call it like the two out of four method in the sense that you can go out and you can have two or four things. You can have a star, main dessert and alcohol. You can't have all four. Limit yourself to two and you're going to be limiting the calories straight away in terms of how much you can actually, again, like calorie wise. And it makes it a lot easier to include that in your day. So that's my opinion on that. So if anything you want to add into social occasions, managing anything like that at all? Um, I've never actually calorie balanced in terms of taking calories out during the week. I've always been pre- like really on it on trying to fit things in my calories on that day. So I'd plan via all the nutritional ingredients and stuff like that from menus that are online um, and do it that way and have really low calorie like breakfast, lunches and would make it fit within my calories for that day 
Yeah, no, that's wicked. I think obviously there's a couple of different approaches there. Like at the end of the day, if you're prepared to have slightly less food for the whole week and maybe deal with some hunger to enjoy a bigger event at the weekend, cool. But if you don't want that kind of experience, then probably just, I don't want to say day of suffering, but day of not too much food followed by that event is probably going to be for you. So again, a couple of different methods that you can go for it really is dependent on again i would say your preference cool wicked so let's move on from that and go into i think something that i see a lot of the time and that's kind of this fear of missing out on social occasions if what happens if they don't drink what happens if they don't eat a free course meal what will their friends think so i'll hand over to jack first to talk about it a little bit and kind of what your opinion is I think that yeah, this this is this is always a very difficult one to change someone's opinion on what like socializing actually is and realizing that it's not about drinking or eating good food, it's about actually being with the people you're with. Like I think that people forget that you're supposed to be hanging out with those people. You're not there to drink, you're not there to eat. It's about socializing with people that you enjoy and like to spend time with. Amen to that. Like, I can't, I can't preach that enough, and I don't know how because it, I think it's it's annoying because it's easily said than done. How can you put that stress upon a client or somebody to go look? Just go and enjoy yourself. And I think it's just that we we are dogs. We treat each other with treats. Like we have to go. Oh, celebrate with food. Celebrate with drinks. And I don't know how as a society we can detach from that. But I guess through understanding your results and being educated is the only route forward. But yeah, amen to that. Yeah, I think just to clarify, we don't think you're dogs. <laughs> we think that some of some of your uh, approaches to your own uh, risk and rewards is dog-like, not that you uh, are dogs. Good for the engagement. There's there's the hook line for the old social media post. You guys act like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So uh, on top of that, like in terms of obviously how often someone would go out for such social occasion do you think there's a kind of maximum and not a minimum as such but obviously routine and structure is very very important when it comes to achieving a result at the end of the day we know that and sometimes those occasions can get in the way do you think there's a minimum maximum what would you guys say i'll hand over kind of to jake first mm. Uh, there isn't a number, like from obviously my education and experience, there isn't a specific number I can put to it. But I guess what's going through my head right now is that if somebody is going out and enjoying themselves three to four times a week, I would then ask the question and make sure that they are hitting every other goal that they've got. Because normally it's like, oh, I haven't got time for it. Well, if you've got time to enjoy yourself three to four times a week, you've got time to hit your training sessions, you've got time to prep your food. So realistically, you should have enough time. I hope that makes sense. But in terms of, it's, you can go as many as you like, because really, so you can go out every single day if you want. Like there was somebody, um, like my partner, she does like, uh, she's like a shop girl for, for the weekends. And she was out in the club and she was speaking to this guy and he was two weeks out from his competition in a nightclub at like one o'clock in the morning. He obviously wasn't drinking, but he was still out with his mates enjoying himself. So if somebody, if somebody on that extreme end is able to go out, he's obviously got that point of, I'm enjoying myself with my friends, but I'm not drinking. So I would probably say, in my opinion, it's, it depends on how resilient you are and how well you are at handling yourself at social events. If you can't handle yourself well, you go once. If you can feel like you, you've got the education and control, go a bit more. And if you feel like you're absolutely king at it, 
and I'd probably beg all the questions of us here. We can go as much as we can, unless you're at beer at one and getting drunk like Jake, then you can obviously <laughs> hand you a drink of food. <laughs> Someone was going to mention it, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I was going to mention it in kind of the next couple of points. So there it is. So next one is moderation, kind of flexibility, how to know if you've achieved it, what does it look like for yourself? So let's go around. We go so first, what does moderation and kind of flexibility look like for you on a daily basis? Daily basis, ooh. Um, so I'm a massive chocolate, just like Jake. So I always have chocolate, possibly two, three times a day. Um, but I'll always make sure that I get my protein in as well and my carbs and I'll mix it up with fat. Sometimes I have higher fat, sometimes I have higher carbs. Um, but I've actually lowered my protein intake since finishing comps and I've been trying some like vegan foods and just exploring a bit more with food groups. Um, I say that's as I've had so much meat over the last few years, it's unreal. <laughs> yeah. And what about veggies? Can we just... Veggies. <laughs> they... I am the worst at but... vegetables. Literally, like, where I've had it in the last three years competing, I had so much asparagus, broccoli. It literally put me off it. So I didn't have any veg this prep, this entire prep, and I hate salad as well. So I'll mix it in if I can, but otherwise I'll use those calories elsewhere. I'm really bad like that. <laughs> More calories for chocolate. But yeah, like moderation for me, chocolate, peanut butter every single day in small doses, 15 grams of each. That keeps me sane, adherent to my diet. And yeah, that's what it looks like for me. Jack? I think, yeah, like understanding like what moderation is, is a difficult one to quantify for some people. Like for others, it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to spend 500 of my calories on whatever I want it to be. For others, it's going to have, it's going to be less or something's going to be more it's about finding that balance and what you're able to manage and what you can deal with as you kind of go through whatever phase of dieting you're going through. Touching on what Jake said about like the number of social occasions you're going out. If you're dieting, most likely it's going to be less. Like you're, you're, you're going to have to make that sacrifice. Otherwise you're sacrificing your goals or you've got to sacrifice a little bit of those social events. In terms of moderation for myself, I'd probably say that I'm probably going to have a bagel or some sort of bagel thin most days. And for me, I'm a very boring eater. I can I can easily eat the same repetitive meal six days straight and not even worry about it because I've been brought up in that aspect of like food as fuel, sports performance. You're here to get stronger. You're here to achieve a goal with your food. It's very rare that I'll think of it as an enjoyment factor, which is something I need to work on, which is an aspect of understanding moderation. Like you've got to enjoy the food you're eating. And if you can't enjoy it, then you're never going to stick to it. I think my my moderation will come from a different angle. I think it's having everything harmonize with each other. So you're not feeling like you're on the shittest diet possible. You don't feel like you're strict restricted as much as possible. You don't feel like you're living in the gym. You don't feel like um, every single variable. Or you're doing cardio for hours and hours. And then moderation for me is being able to go to the gym the amount of times that my schedule can fit in and I enjoy it. Being able to eat a nice amount of calories with a nice amount of healthy food and non healthy food. Um, and in moderation going out maybe once a week. So having that, that moderation, I'd probably use that word as balance. Um, and a word that I always say this before on the podcast, and I say it all the time with clients is, it's, um, compromise or sacrifice. Like, I feel like if you can compromise, then you've, that's the moderation there. That's my opinion. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to say when you're on four and a half thousand calories though. Spectrum here. We've got yeah, yeah, seen... four and a half thousand and then so fat peak of comp on 800. Yeah. Yeah. I was I just sitting here thinking, now. Yeah. I was like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like moderation. 
I haven't had to think about moderation about two years since competing. So I've got to think about my clients and what that is for them. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where it comes down to like understanding of where someone is in the journey. If, you, if you're eating more and you're not in a dieting phase, then you probably can have a little bit more freedom when it comes to social events and giving yourself that opportunity to have some time away with friends and family, to have a few drinks, to have food that's probably not as nutritiously healthy for us as we would consider normal. Right? Best, yeah, best way to look at it, going back to that analogy of money, moderation if we just take away from food and fitness and look at it as uh, finances moderation is being able to maybe go out of your partner a couple of times a month maybe treat yourself to a nice gym outfit but be able to pay for your bills to save a little bit of money that's moderation that's balance and then you can take that into obviously your diet fitness and, and having that moderation and balance as well to enjoy yourself now and then but realistically be healthy and, and live healthy yeah absolutely 100 percent it's literally just that 80 20 rule again like going back to what you said like spending 80 percent of your budget on the stuff that's gonna keep you alive pay your bills etc keep a house keep a roof over your head and then to spend 20 of the stuff on the stuff that you actually enjoy treat yourself with etc so again 80 20 wicked so moving on from 80 20 to the other end of the spectrum and we're talking about the fuck it button. And for those who don't know, I guess, that phrase, it is pretty much either, I would say, food or drink related where you literally lose control, eat everything, drink everything. I think we've probably all been there. Like me, definitely. We're talking about the OTE event. Definitely happened. So if I know for a fact that you probably hit the fuck it button after comps. Yeah. Um, for you, both yourselves, I'm assuming the same at some point after a competition was disgusting like yeah. <laughs> I like especially on the drive home like it was a weird out-of-body experience of my stomach and my digestive system saying you're full but my brain and my taste buds are being like you're starving and yep. yeah that, that was like two weeks of just 5,000 calories every day one one of the days was like 10,000 I'm not even joking and then I remember just laying on my bed with celebration box and egg cream eggs just like wrappers all in my stomach and be like <laughs> I messaged my coach at the time I was like I need help I need to be told what to do please it was funny yeah I mean like I think everyone goes through that stage especially when you go so high at a diet for so long and that you do kind of go that other way slightly which is that like rebound and I probably wouldn't class that as a fuck it more than anything because that's at a point where you've had so much pressure building to yeah. a boric moment and then you've given yourself that permission to release right so I wouldn't call that a fuck it moment in my eyes, just based on the fact that I, from doing a shoot for the first time to then doing that, that whole approach of just eating whatever I want for like three days. A fuck it moment comes when your willpower is broken and influenced by something that's happened to you leading up to that event, right? So yeah. it's not a nutritional response, it's an emotional response to something happening. And nine times out of 10, that's every time what it's going to be. I'll hold my hand up and they're saying this weekend was probably was one of the times I had an opportunity to press that fuck it button. Saw my ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend for this first time. That fucking oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. I was just there like, holy fuck. Bear in mind, we, I'd been with this girl for like four years. Then seeing her with this new person that wrecked me. <laughs> just mentally, just like I was out of it, broke. So then for me, that was a perfect opportunity for me to have pressed it. But that's where I thankfully didn't because... I don't know how. I, I honestly can't remember how I man didn't manage to. But nine times out of ten, when someone decides to press that fuck it button, it is down to an emotional response, nothing yeah. to do with nutritionally. Yeah, completely agree. Like it's just distinguishing between obviously for 
obviously Soph and Jake, it was literally off the back of extreme dieting at the end yeah. of the day. And yeah. the only reason why they've gone to the other extreme is because they've been restricting themselves for so long. Whereas I think most people in day-to-day life will hit that fucking button. As you said, from seeing their ex, some work stress, whatever it may be. And I think it's just really being disciplined in yourself and reining yourself in to actually be like, okay, again, it goes back to, I can't remember the quote, but it's, um, if you can, if you can control, if you can control it, cool. We can do something about it. If you can't control it, why the fuck are you worrying about it anyway? Yeah. So it's about having that stoic approach. So, so you cannot control what happens to you, but you control the actions around it. Right. Yeah. So like if you can manage the inputs, then you can manage the outputs. If you're not able to manage your stress well, then you will consistently overeat on a number of occasions. And then you'll question why you why you keep doing it. And then you'll fall into this guilt trip of like consistently trying to then over restrict to then pressing that fuck it button more often. Love that. There we go. That's solid. Cool. Let's move on to the birthday debate. Like again, I guess it's similar, but in, to the extent of it's your birthday, it happens once a year. Do you eat everything in sight? Do you kind of like as such, like go through your normal day and then have a nice meal? Kind of what's your opinion? Do you just do what you want? What is it? I think it's uh, up for debate. I don't think there is a right answer and I don't think there ever will be. I, for me and my clients, I just give them the opportunity. I'm like, look, it's obviously your birthday. I always make the joke of it's not your cat's birthday or your distant cousin's birthday that you have to hit the fuck it button. And they'll be like, that's no excuse at all. But if it's your birthday, it's one time of the year. But you could probably take into consideration... Even if I was to take into consideration, right, past three weeks, you've uh, been going out and drinking and making any progress. That would be a conversation to have, but it would just be like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to say it's your birthday, go and enjoy yourself. But have this is where, like, you always say, right, I'm going to go and eat healthy. I'm going to go and eat a little bit less. That's where I think that approach for the first time ever would actually work. Go and have your birthday, go and enjoy yourself. If you can choose the better options, great. If you cannot go and get pissed, great. But that's the restrictions that you have. That's probably my approach to it. Yeah, yeah. I just tell, I just tell them look, you you can track your calories if you want to. You don't have to. Just maybe don't be a complete wanker. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's how I that's how I frame it. So it gives them the option and gives them that control whether they can choose to to go up and go mad or decide to be a little bit calmer. That's, yeah. that's what, their what, choice at that point. Yeah, what I've done in the past though as well is with people that are obviously because I think also the journey of a client will depend on what they say to them as well. And if I've got a client who's done really, really well, I might give them a little bit of leeway. Or if they're still motivated, I'm like, look, all I want you to do is in the morning, before the events happen, go up, get your steps in, maybe get a workout in, get your activity high, so then you can have a little bit of leeway as well. Um, but another thing to make a comment on as well, it's a birthday, not a birth week. So just make sure you nip it in the bud the day after, which, yeah, it's a 50-50 situation that. I think people yeah. forget that, especially when they book like multiple events, right? Oh, I've, yeah. I've had clients be like, oh yeah, so I've got this happening for this day and then this happening for this day. I was like, wait, 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 hold on a second. What day is your actual birthday? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the Tuesday. Okay, are you doing anything on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing this. I was like, okay, cool. That's the only day that you have some freedom on. The rest of the time, you have to be on it, especially if you want to work towards these goals. Yeah, I had a similar situation with a client. She, she, she's a former client of mine and it was at the start of the year and she had two events and there were two big ones one was a birthday and one was i can't remember if it was like a daughter's birthday or it was like an anniversary or christmas something of that caliber and i literally just told her you're picking one 
which one do you want to go a bit ham, not ham on, but which one do you want a bit of flexibility on, or which one are you going to be a bit restrictive on? And yeah, it worked. So obviously, I had the choice because it was like three or four days within each other. I was like, you can't be, can't be pissing about. Mm, sure. So, if anything you want to add personally on like your birthday, your client's birthday? Uh, well, I'd say actually, if a client goes to you, uh, no, even if they're client touch it's your birthday, and then a coach will say to you, someone, oh, you know, you can do what you want, it almost set, thinks like the client will think about what they're doing and they might actually think differently as to where they're going to approach it. I know I would, if someone, if a coach goes to me, oh, you know, do what you want, eat as much as you like, I'll f- actually think about what I'm going to do then and I won't actually go as overboard as I would have done. Um, yeah. So it makes you think for sure. I literally was about to say the same thing in terms of, I would literally just say to my clients, enjoy yourself. And because they're coached, like I think the, the same with you guys, they, they are being coached and because obviously we've taught them everything they really need to know about, like they will actively try and reduce their calories almost during the day and they just go for a nice meal out. I think you're almost not values change. I don't know what the right word is, but you value that kind of meal, nice meal out rather than just going for a fucking McDonald's, McFlurry, everything like that. They've actively gone, booked a nice meal out, enjoy themselves and call it there that's what i think like about 100 agree so cool yeah, definitely and then moving on to the final point and we're talking about redefining social occasions and that not every single thing you do with your friends has to involve alcohol and has to involve food and i just wanted to talk quickly on how me and Soph kind of first met and our first few dates so me and Soph met through hinge last year during covid and the only thing we could actually do <laughs> and the only thing that we could actually do is literally do a socially distanced walk but let's let's not talk about the socially distanced bit um but still like it's stuff like that it's going for walks it's going for a kick about at the park whatever it may be that doesn't have to always involve that food and alcohol because i think if you've got to be fair uh, that sounds harsh I was gonna say <clears throat> if you've got f- friends that always just want to get absolutely pissed you're probably hanging out with the wrong sort of people yeah and actually I say we've spent 40 weeks of our relationship and I've been on prep so we've had to do everything we're like without food without you know going out for meals and everything we've done we've managed to fit in have so much enjoyment out of it like it's a cinema we've done all sorts of activities that have not enjoyed like included food yeah like even on so's birthday when we've been out for nando's it's all been tracked tracked. like that's to be fair i don't think most people can do that in terms of for that long and to that level but if you want the results that you're talking about potentially that's what's going to what it's going to take sometimes yeah i think it's about it's, it's just making sure that like if you're the person that's dieting that you take a little bit more responsibility for your actions in the places you choose like you don't have to choose bottomless brunch. You could choose a normal place for breakfast. Like yeah. You don't have to choose McDonald's. You could make some eggs and scrambled eggs at home. But what if my friend, like again, it comes back down, down to that kind of you hang who you're hanging around. And if your your girlies are going to be inviting you to bottomless brunch, you have no control over that. Yeah, and 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 that's where it's difficult. I guess that comes down to like this: the whole reason we're doing this podcast right now is like is understanding like the right choices at the right time. If they're inviting you out for bottomless brunch every single weekend that's probably a, a good indicator that maybe something needs to change. But if it's like once in a blue moon, they're like, oh yeah, do you guys fancy it? And you can see how you can make it work. Or it's that one occasion where 
you have like a little bit more freedom if you plan it well then it's probably okay for sure again like to be fair i'll give them some reading resources I'm currently reading the art of saying no literally about the word no and just how powerful it can <laughs> Funny be that isn't it yeah it's not not bad literally but that's what it takes sometimes like again going back to the point if your friends are asking you to go get pissed friday saturday sunday then actually reaffirming no more often they're probably going to stop asking you as often and you're not going to get the opportunity and that kind of fear of missing out as such as well going back to that earlier point but i'd say they'd also think why they'd question why you were saying no so they would make them think as well about their like going out every weekend it's interesting do you think that would impact people's friendships Yes, I'm literally just thinking that right now. I'm thinking it's it's a kettle of worms. I don't think this podcast is long enough enough to go into, but as the reasons why somebody would say no, it's not just as weight loss to weight gain. It's the fear of missing out, experiences, not living your life. Friends are not going to like that. And I've been in that position. I've been in that position where my friends were going out, at school friends were going out two to three times a week, every single week getting pissed. And I was like, I'm not a drinker. I don't really want to be going out this this often. But I'll go out anyway because I want to go out with my mates. I don't want to drink. Oh, you're not coming out if you're not drinking. You're boring. You're not coming out. And I've, just, I've obviously got this tolerance where I, I say to people now, I can, I'm a fucking laugh, excuse my friends, when I go out and I don't even have to drink. And obviously, unfortunately, these people don't like that. I don't know yeah. why. They just want me to drink alcohol. And if, if they don't like that, then they don't want me to be there. And that's what happens. Broke up from them. Yeah, it's, it's difficult one. Like the first time that we met, you guys obviously came and stayed here. And we obviously had a few drinks after the uh, OT event and Jake Dave wasn't drinking. And I think it was like the first like one or two times we were like, are you sure you don't want to drink or anything? And after that, we just, we accepted that that's who you are as a person. We're like, sick, cool. He's just going to be here. He's going to have a great time without the need for alcohol. And I think so many people forget that. You don't need alcohol to have fun. I think again, like, I think, can't remember who said it on the OT, but I've probably met more like-minded people and those that accept who I am through this mentorship than anywhere else through school for anything like that, because we already have got one thing in common. Yeah, definitely. I think we will we have that expansive mindset in the sense of, I think it just links in with that self-development and that, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I feel like with, with anybody outside of that, they are very dogmatic and what they think. And like, that's what I think. And that's what it is. And that's what I think's right. Whereas we're the type of people we've seen and seen loads of people with coached different types of people. We understand different mindsets. So we're a bit more open to the possibility of, you know what, that's weird, but that's you. And that's right. Whereas these type of people are like, look, you ain't getting pissed like me. Fuck off. Which is the type of people they are. Absolutely. I think that comes down to having that, that group mindset or um, uh, like closed off mindset. There's a fantastic book called, just trying to see if I can see it right now. It's called Surrounded by Idiots. And it's essentially why people act the way they do and like why their personality traits are going to shine through in, in that direction. It's a very good book around that. Again, we're not calling you idiots. Jack's just recommending a book. (laughs) But I just wanted to hand over to Soph. Obviously, from a competing background yourself, you're going to be in that kind of restrictive thing. Has that impacted your friendships as such, would Uh, you say? I'd say my friends never actually knew I was competing until I did it. 
So they didn't actually know until I stepped on the stage and saw they saw the photos because I was at uni. So they didn't actually know what I was doing. Um, but actually they did accept it and they have accepted it and they support me through all of it now. Literally, I'll sit there, go out for dinner with them, I'll sit there with a Diet Coke. You know, yeah. they've got nothing against it. And I actually didn't drink when I was at uni at all either. So I went to halls telling them someone I didn't drink. And that was extremely hard, but they accepted it straight away. And I was always there on nights out, social occasions, everything. But they just accepted it. And they actually bought me Diet Cokes all the time. <laughs> I think the last thing as well is it's, I think it was probably easier for you because you sh like you showed them who you are you showed them your identity you showed them what what your kind of habits are whereas now we're getting people yourself who are like i've shown them that i'm this party girl now i've got to change that well they like yes. me as a party girl and then that's yeah. that's the barrier that's the conflict so yeah that's where they're because you change the person yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure i was going to say just change is a scary thing and i think those true friends will support you through it and those that are against it are probably just reflecting their own insecurities onto yourself. And that's not your problem. That's their problem. They need to sort out themselves. And you should not feel in any way obliged to say, do what they say as such. So yeah, final point there. And like, you don't have to justify a way to say no. I think that's quite, because I think that's what a lot of people realize is that they, they feel like they have to say no. And it's because of this reason, rather than just saying, oh, I don't want to that's a valid like just saying no is a sentence on on its own because i think a lot of people will then go there's a great quote surrounding like when people change their identity in a group of friends and it's that first they tease you and then they'll ask you yeah yeah so true there we go in summary just say no <laughs> <laughs> or have that ability again absolutely if you want to go out for a social occasion and you can manage it cool but at the same time, if it's not aligned with your goals, if it's not aligned with who you are as a person, you don't have to provide a valid reason for you to say no. Love that. Cool. So I'm going to hand over to Jack because I've completely forgotten the outro. He's Jack and he's very mad. Uh, right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Today, we've been talking about birthdays, bottomless bunches and beers and how you can manage social events to continue to get the results that you want down the line into the future and what you can do to continue to see progress and what to do after you finish dieting. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you leave a five-star review. Please share it with your mates and tag us on your stories. Every little thing like this always helps us to grow it. And it means the more guests we can come on, the more topics we can talk about and the more that we can help you. I've been Jack. You can find everyone else at Jake Fletcher with an extra E and then Jake.deer. Catch you guys all in the next one. Have a cracking day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>